this is Lindy Kaiser. Welcome to this episode of Cleared Cast. Today, we're chatting with John Fide, Senior Business Development Executive at 1901 Group and an expert in providing cloud computing solutions to government customers. So cloud computing, obviously a hot topic, a growing career area we, we discuss in the career sense at Clearance Jobs. Um, we're definitely looking forward to hearing from you, John, and how you're helping to bring cloud security solutions to the government. Obviously, there's a lot of talk now in the news, particularly with the Jedi cloud contract. Um, I think it makes us all have cloud on the brain. One of the things that you wanted to talk about specifically is hybrid cloud solutions, how those are already operating across government. They'll certainly be a part of Jedi as well. So just explain to somebody who maybe doesn't know or doesn't fully understand what the hybrid cloud model is. Specifically, I know you want to talk about your disaster recovery backup as a service. I'm an Army girl, so I'm a sucker for acronyms. So I was trying to figure out how to say Bass or Booass, depending on how it came out. I don't know, but I'm like, you'll have, I'll defer to you on what the appropriate acronym is. Backup as a service. Um, just speak to that and how it pertains specifically to hybrid cloud environments. So uh, yeah, Jedi is a, is a large cloud buy for the government. But even with that procurement, you know, migration to the cloud and the government is really just ramping up now, and that'll continue over the five, over the next five to ten years to complete. From a hybrid cloud solutions perspective, we, we've been dealing with this for a number of years now, and so, you know, most government agencies have come to the conclusion that they're going to have workloads running on-prem, off-prem, including private cloud, and also in the cloud itself using uh, CSPs to do so. It really kind of boils down to having solutions that support all of those environments. And from a backup and disaster recovery perspective, our backup as a service solution and disaster recovery as a service solution cover all three environments. In order to do so, we do that, we centrally manage that from our uh, enterprise operations center in Blacksburg through a uh, central console. So we're able to, through a single pane of glass, manage on-premises resources, you know, servers that are on-prem, private clouds that are in private data centers such as Equinix, or cloud instances from Azure, AWS, or Google, or other cloud service providers. It doesn't really matter to us. That gives uh, our customers the ability to ensure that their data is being backed up, that it's being secured, and it's also following uh, policies that uh, government uh, requires. So, for example, in law enforcement, there's regulations where they're only supposed to retain data for a specific period of time, and then they're supposed to dispose of that data. And so we can easily set up policies um, using our Cohesity platform to set up retention policies for these types of activities and, and disposal of data. Great. And I think it's one of the issues is that as we have new cloud solutions rolled out, we also have, like you said, it's not necessarily new, the cloud's been around for a while, how do all of those cloud environments work together? So is that kind of an aspect of the service platform you're offering, that it can help those different cloud environments with backup and storage across the board and data recovery, even if you're working in different cloud environments? So our solution is, is agnostic. It doesn't really particularly matter which cloud service provider our customers are using. We can back up the data in a cloud, we can back it up in a, a data center, we can back it up on-prem as an example and move it. So it's really very flexible solution that provides our customers with many options. And depending on their requirements for backup and disaster recovery, we have different architectures in place. So if it's backup to the cloud and restore on-prem uh, applications, uh, we can do that. If it's in cloud instances that are running in, uh, in AWS, for example, 
We can back it up in AWS and we can restore in AWS. We have architectures where we provide disaster recovery, where we have the environments all ready to go, but they're idle. So therefore, it's a consumption-based model, so the customer is not paying for those resources until they're actually used, which is really a quite different model than a traditional disaster recovery where you have a secondary site, you've poured all this money into the location, into the facility, and the servers, and all the equipment that are required to manage a facility. This is really just a zero cost until you actually use it. You know, 1901 Group was recently on a panel at a conference discussing cloud backup and recovery mistakes to avoid. Can you maybe kind of speak to those? What are what are some of the common mistakes you see people, companies, agencies making when it comes to backup and, and recovery? So yeah, so from our perspective, what we've seen in the markets is then, you know, customers generally have this assumption that data in the cloud is backed up. And they don't really, you know, haven't fully understood the response, their responsibilities with regards to the cloud, what services are being provided by the uh, CSPs and which, which services are not being provided. Now, in recent years, cloud service providers have added additional services that meet some of those requirements and some of them don't. You know, backup is kind of one of those conversations that we always have with our customers during our analysis before implementation and let them know, you know, these are the you really need to think through your backup strategy. These are the architectures that we can put in place to meet the, uh, the mission needs of the agency. Another one might be uh, implementing point solutions. So in a hybrid environment, you need to be able to support, as I said earlier, on-premises environments, off-prem and cloud environments. They tend to implement point solutions. So they have a solution specifically for on-premises resources and assets, and then they have a separate solution for cloud instances, and that just increases the cost of operations, increases the cost of the solution itself. And then the others are particularly around, you know, thinking that snapshots of data and applications are very simple. They're not simple. There's a whole strategy, for example, around taking snapshots of the data. When do you take snapshots? How many snapshots do you need to take in order to meet the requirements of recovery? So if you have particular applications go down, you have data corruption, do you need the data up to the seconds? Do you need it up to the hour? So there's a whole timing issue around when we need the data, how much data can we lose, and that type of thing. One of the other areas that we really kind of focus on is DR testing. There's really poor DR testing in these organizations. And, you know, DR is, is, is more or less an insurance policy. So until something goes wrong, you really execute your DR plan and then when it does go wrong, you know, you want, to, you want it to occur flawlessly. And without proper testing, it can be a real issue in a crisis. So those are some of the ones that we talk about with customers and we focus on so that we can properly implement both backup and disaster recovery. Again, as we talked about, it seems like it's hot right now. People are talking about cloud solutions everywhere. It's not necessarily a new phenomenon, however, and certainly people know about the risks and the need for data recovery, backup solutions. Do you think there are specific reasons why maybe sometimes people fail to layer on those protective elements to protect all the data they've invested in storing in the cloud? Is it a cost issue? Is it a lack of awareness of what needs to be done? What are some of the common things you see from that end? I think it's a combination of all of those things. And in addition, also, so actually knowing the requirements. So in, in some cases, our customers uh, really don't know the requirements that they're, they need to operate under from a regulatory perspective. And so, you know, once you have the requirements for disaster recovery or backup, you know, that drives costs. So it's a cost driver, right? So, uh, for example, if, you're, if your recovery point time is, you know, eight hours versus an hour, 
there's a cost difference there because you're going to be able to put an architecture in place that only supports an eight-hour recovery time versus an hour recovery time. It's not a difficult thing to think through from a requirements perspective, but it needs to get done. It needs to be documented. It needs to be understood across, you know, the organization. And also, you know, the, the, the process and procedures need to be put in place, documented, and well-tested in order to implement it. And so all, all of that costs money. There are agencies that today that they're under budgetary constraints, and so us being able to bring this type of solution to them to drive down the cost of the implementation gives them more flexibility to really uh, put the, the actual requirements that need to be put in place or implemented properly at a lower cost. It's kind of like you said, yeah, it's getting the education piece. And then also I know with so many government agencies, some of the issues is the different offices and elements you have to work with to get something implemented, whether it's a purchase standpoint or just a security standpoint, because the cloud pulls in your tech side, your security side, different elements within an agency. Have you had experience with that and some of the people that are required to bring on a solution and get it implemented? Like who are the stakeholders that you need to educate? Like, hey, this is something we need. This is why we need it. You bring up a good point. Yeah, there, there's a number of, of different skill sets that are required for an implementation, starting from the top, going down sort of. So, you know, we really kind of focus on the architect, having certified architects and cloud certified architects, because, you, you know, you really have to understand the requirements based on the agency in order to put together the proper architecture. So let's just say, for example, you know, we have a particular agency that, um, requires a data retention of 30 days and an archival of six months. We would put together an architecture in place, for example, that where that within the 30-day retention period, the data would immediately be available for recovery. And then from an archival perspective, we would offload that on the cold storage to lower the cost rather than leave it on a, uh, you know, storage that's immediately available and, and cost additional funding. So cloud architects are very important, understanding the recovery time objective uh, is critical for mission-critical applications. Understanding the uh, recovery time objective is also very critical, and I've talked about those two points. And again, both of those drive costs. From a security perspective, you know, security specialists are very important. We have our guys, they specialize in data classification and data protection mechanisms. Data encryption is very important. Our solution includes data encryption at rest and in transit, so that we ensure that the data is well protected. Secure internet protocols is part of that, you know, data in transit protection. Uh, and and it's, it's really kind of by CSP, how is that implemented with breach CSP, whether that's AWS or Azure or Google. Working knowledge of, of the CSP security services and features to leverage uh, what's available with being made available by the CSPs to leverage those features. Cost security and deployment complexity, given a set of application requirements, all feed into what the solution looks like. And then what are the uh, security operations and risks is another element that we need to take into account when it comes from a security perspective. And then, of course, you know, at the implementation level, we have our expertise around, you know, folks that really understand the technologies, understand how to implement different technologies in the cloud. So those are really the kind of key resources that we focus on, and we have certified folks in those areas to provide the best possible solution for a particular customer. And what's kind of the status of that candidate set right now? Is Are there adequate resources? Are there adequate staffing and people for those positions? Is it tough to find the people to fill those slots? Kind of what's the market right now for people with those skill sets? 
from your experience? As a company, we take kind of a multi-pronged approach. So yes, we do go out in the marketplace. We hire folks with those particular certifications when they're available. But we also grow talent internally. We're very big on bringing people in, training them, certifying them to grow talent. Because let's, let's face it, you know, the labor market is very tight, particularly in IT. So growing talent internally is really a, a key focus for us. We've had very good success doing that through our programs with different universities and just bringing people in in general and, and allowing them to make a determination where they want to take their career. And then we provide the career paths to educate them and certify them and give them the proper experience to uh, further their skill sets. Is there anything I didn't ask about that you wanted to touch on or make sure we addressed? Really kind of two big things that I'd like to close with. One is really most customers uh, really focus on checking the box that they have a backup mechanism in place, that they have a disaster recovery mechanism in place. But where they, where they really kind of fail is uh, focusing on exercising those mechanisms. So, for example, if, if a database gets corrupted, are you 100% certain that you're going to be able to restore? So being certain that your recovery Backup recovery services are in place and actually operational and tested. And then that it holds true for disaster recovery as well, uh, exercising those disaster recovery. So whether that's a semi-annual exercise, an annual exercise, or a quarterly exercise, but having the proper SOPs in place, uh, having the, envir- the proper environments in place to actually perform that exercise and, and uh, making sure, again, that there's no hiccups when you actually fail over to a disaster recovery environment. And then lastly, I would say that really from a higher global perspective, digital transformation is really causing an, an explosion in, in the collection of data. And it's really you know, putting more focus and more pressure on organizations to ensure that they're protecting their data and as, as these agencies uh, transform themselves into a data-driven organization, it becomes even more important from a data management perspective that they can ensure that their data is, you know, intact, protected, and unaccessible to, you know, actors that mean to do them harm. Yeah, you speak to the critical point, like we're collecting more, more data than ever. And I always say with great power comes great responsibility. So obviously the, the backup, the storage, the security around that data, particularly as it's stored in the cloud, is, is really a, a deal breaker for companies and something they need to find the right partners to, to work with them on. As more devices are connected to the Internet, that's going to increase more data being collected. And it's being collected not only on consumers, but also you know, across the government is going to be collecting more data. And some of it's very sensitive information, particularly in the classified space and law enforcement or in DOD. That data needs to be well protected. This is Lindy Kaiser, Senior Editor of ClearanceJobs.com. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Cleared Cast. For more security clearance news and defense industry information, please visit news.clearancejobs.com.